Hey, what's up? They're on a little old school action. I found it. I like it. I found the old music bed that we used to use for the uh, podcast. Super happy, super excited uh, for that. Super excited to be here for uh, this edition of the uh, starting lineup here for uh, this week. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here hanging out with you on the podcast. And we got a good show lined up for you. A lot of baseball talk on the table. A lot of things to uh, catch up on uh, from the uh, past week. Mm-hmm. All-Star game has uh, come in uh, gone, and thank goodness that disastrous first half is finally over and put to bed and behind us. And we'll talk and talk about that and home run derby and the start of the second half yeah. for Major League Baseball. Yeah. As well, starting up uh, this weekend. Also, uh, a lot of uh, random news and uh, notes to uh, get to in the way of some uh, football stuff and uh, some NBA uh, stuff. Some rule changes going to be happening for the upcoming season. Uh, Summer League going on out there in uh, Vegas and all that. And uh, we got ESPYs mm-hmm. fit up on. And, uh, of course, NASCAR. Yes. And a recap of NASCAR Pick'em and uh, look at uh, this week's edition of NASCAR as we get closer to the playoffs. Yes. Playoff push. Yes. Underway. In sports history. And this day in sports history yes. added on to the already added on extensive to the list. list. The extensive list that we'll I got here. be here for four hours. I don't know about quite that long, but uh, we will be here for, uh, for a minute. There's a lot to catch up on. There is. Uh, when we only have That's okay, this uh, one show one show thing. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. And of course, uh, before we get started, I'd like to uh, thank McMahon Meets, Stingley Insurance Agency, Worth Computer Repair, and uh, Totopolis State Bank for making it all possible. So I uh, got a lot to get to here today. So uh, let's just uh, get it started and uh, let's hit up on uh, what's happening since the last time yeah. uh, we uh, joined you. And I kind of made a little running list of things to uh, talk about awesome. as we've uh, chronologically went here as uh, we dropped the episode uh, last Wednesday. Uh, but Ellie De La Cruz, yeah. how about that guy? He is uh, the Reds better make the playoffs within the next couple of years or he is going to be the most sought-after trade target in <laughs> Possibly. baseball. Yeah, he's only been in the major leagues now for a month, and he's been uh, the talk of baseball. Yes. And, you know, he obviously wasn't there in Seattle. I mean, should have people, well, yeah, people would argue, oh, he's been only around a month and whatnot. So uh, we'll wait for the rest of his career. But uh, the reason I wanted to uh, bring it up was uh, last Wednesday was the game against the uh, Nationals where uh, the uh, Washington manager, uh, Dave Martinez, came out and wanted to uh, check the knob of his bat. Mm-hmm. And then a couple innings later, he homers on with that same bat and uh, towards the Reds dugout, uh, pointed towards the knob of his bat. So uh, that was uh, a nice uh, shown up moment. I know Dave Martinez didn't exactly like it. And he's like, oh, well, you know, he's only been around for a month or whatever. He shouldn't be doing those antics. I don't agree with him. But, you know, Dave Martinez just had in a press conference of his, he had a picture of someone running out of the baseline yeah. where he thought of a violation. So I wonder what we think about his antics yeah. in press conferences due to managers. But I had no problem with the antics. He pimped the home run after – 
uh, you checked his bad. And yep. it would have been one thing if he did it with uh, without the previous incident, mm-hmm. incident occurring. But I was totally fine with the antics, and then he it didn't was, stop there. I was going to say, it's not going to be the last time we talk about uh, Ellie De La Cruz. <laughs> and then he didn't stop there on a Saturday against uh, the uh, Brewers in a matter of a couple of pitches. He stole second. He stole third, and then he said, freak it, I'm just going home, and he stole home. Three. What an exciting play. Three stolen bases on two pitches. Yeah. That, that's incredible. Yeah. My favorite part of that, he stole third. No one was covering the bag, and uh, he started creeping down the third baseline, and the camera just happened to be on the third baseman, and then the guy just went to his glove like, hey, he's going home. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Too late. Pay attention. No. Okay. Too late. Too I mean, late. What an electric play. Just what I'm going to say, Travis, his swagger – the way he plays, and and I hope I'm not cursing him for the rest of his career, <laughs> he reminds me a lot of a young Javi Baez when Baez first came up with the Cubs. You know, he'd hit Excitement. homers and stare at them, and he'd do, you know, these crazy base running plays that shouldn't make mm-hmm. sense. I think back to the game in Pittsburgh where he should have been out, and instead they scored a run, and he got to second, I think it was, um, on, an, yeah. on, a, on a bunt. Um he reminds me a lot of that kind of player with the swagger he plays with. Sure. Yeah, and the energy that mm-hmm. he just brings to mm-hmm. the team. And just how it seems like he's always having fun. Right. You know, Baez there early in his career, it always felt like he was having fun. And he mm-hmm. fed off the energy of the crowd. Could you imagine what this kid could be doing if Great American Ballpark was full? Yeah, I know. It was pretty full that it's one, getting better. one game against the it's getting better. Braves. So, I mean, you're almost a division leader there, Cincinnati. Show up yeah. and support your team. Yeah, I think so, and uh, we'll get to that as we start the uh, second half of baseball, see if the Reds can uh, keep it going and yep. see if Ellie uh, can keep it going as well. And then in uh, Summer League, I'm not exactly sure when this occurred. It seemed like forever ago with how fast the mm-hmm. news cycle uh, happens. But uh, for NBA Summer League, one of the big things that come out of that was uh, Victor Wembeyama. Uh, his second performance was nice compared to his uh, debut. And then uh, he had a little incident. He had a little run-in. Yes. Or his uh, security Security staff did. His security crew had a little run-in with none other than Britney Spears. Trying to get close to him. (laughs) I guess. Trying to date Victor? Uh, She just wanted a photo. I guess so. I mean, for the video, it did look like some crazy blonde woman just running up trying to take a picture and... The security guard just kind of swipes her hand away. And well, and I, I guess love her hand hit her face. After so. the game he had, and then the incident, the Spurs are like, "Nah, he's good. He's not <laughs> playing again this summer. He's he's done. He's good. <laughs> yeah. We don't want we don't want anything to happen. He's good. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, but man, he was getting uh, roasted on Twitter at his debut. Yeah, he from was. Britney Spears stan accounts and whatnot. And I was like, Britney Spears had like. Four hits before uh, Victor was even born. Uh, Victor was born in 2004. Oh, boy. I mean, you had Oops, I Did It Again in 2000. Hit Me Baby One More Time, of course. her uh, Put her on the map in yep. 1998. Uh, of course, one of my personal favorites, You Drive Me Crazy uh, in 2000 as well. That Oops, I Did It Again album was 
pretty fire i, I mm. remember that uh having that album yep, yep. what do you think about that one i had that album as well yeah. and then uh you know uh toxic came out in 2003 yes all these hits before victor was even born uh, so how about that britney spears getting in the news again i like it <laughs> and I mean, the, she's been in the news for a while but well she has been for other reasons other reasons with, uh, yes her uh, state and whatnot but uh just funny that uh, victor wimbiyama yep, gets, gets in, in the news yep. with uh britney uh there so that happened yes <laughs> And then uh, just uh, the other night was the uh, All-Star Game and the National League. They finally done it. Yes. They finally won. First time since 2012. Yes. It's about time. Took you long uh, enough. Man, it's been a little bit of a drought. That that high-scoring affair, that, that offensive masterpiece that was the All-Star Game. Hey, you know, it was an All-Star Game. It was well-pitched. Uh, the batters had a little difficulty with the sun and the shadows. The outfielders had trouble with the sun as well. Well, those two plays. Sorry, Charlie. At the very beginning. Sorry, Charlie. No sympathy for you. This is what happens when you have Seattle hosting the All Star Game for the third time since 2001. Let's go somewhere mm. else. How about Wrigley? Hey, they're they're reportedly in contention for next been year's All Star Game. Yeah. Been long yeah. enough. They've updated updated things. Yeah, Not you're much a, the... you're in the running. Well, I'm glad to be in the running. I've heard Atlanta. I've heard Baltimore, Wrigley. It'll probably go to Baltimore. And there was another team in there that uh, they want to go to a running. competitive team. So probably Atlanta or Baltimore. Yeah, I could definitely see uh, Baltimore. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, I mean, there's another team out there, but. I don't remember on the list. Let's go back to Fenway. Nah. nah. Oh, Toronto. Oh. Toronto was the other one. Uh, is that for a year where we didn't have baseball in Toronto at all? Here you get the <laughs> All-Star game? Well, then there Make was that one year that was supposed to be in Atlanta, but it was uh, moved. Right. For the political stuff. Yep. yep. In Georgia. So yep. I guess here, take that. So yep. I wouldn't be surprised. If it lands in Atlanta again, but um, you know, yeah, the All Star Game was yeah. what it was. Um, How'd your boy do? <sighs> you know, not great. I I want to give a special shout out to Justin Steele. Yeah, he came in and one inning of of work and did pretty good. Day before his birthday. Today is his birthday, so hap- that's a pretty good birthday present there for Mister Steele. Hmm, nice all star first all star game appearance out in Seattle. I saw he had his wife and his kids with him and uh, pitch an inning, one hit, one K. Take it. Yeah, call it a day. Call, call it a day. <laughs> Ten pitches. Yep. All he needs. Yep. Get in and out. I Don't mean, get paid by the hour for the all star game. I mean, yeah, geez. Josh Hader only threw five pitches. Yeah. <laughs> his day in was and out. Uh man. Uh, you know, earn on him. He went over two. Yeah. So, kind of sums up the Cardinals' year, doesn't yeah, it? Pretty, pretty well. Pretty, pretty well. So, uh, of course, uh, Diaz there in the uh, eighth inning, pitch hitting the catcher from Colorado, mm-hmm. and he ended up being the MVP because of it, because that was the go-ahead runs, yep. uh, scoring Castellanos, who got on base before that, and three to two, and Fox almost got another Hollywood ending. 
uh, there with uh, Julio Rodriguez, the hometown kid yep. from uh, Seattle, had an opportunity to walk it off there in the All-Star game in his home ballpark, and Kimbrel walked him instead, mm. and he ended up getting the out afterwards, but it would have been nice. I was, of course, I'm a National League guy, so... But you were pulling, wanting the Hollywood story. I was wanting the Hollywood ending. I was wanting the walk-off for Julio, uh, but just didn't happen, and uh, he ended up getting Ramirez out. I think it was a strikeout yeah. uh, there at the uh, at the end for Kimbrel. So maybe they should have saved some of those home runs from Monday night. Maybe you should have. Maybe you should have. Hmm. I don't even know who got the win. It was Duvall there who ended up getting the win. Yeah, that's for what the I National thought. League. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batista takes the L, I guess, is credited with the L. Sure, even though it doesn't count. I know, but still. It was a nice low-scoring affair for the uh, All-Star game, but all that matters, the NL gets the win. Finally win. Three to two. First time since 2012. Yep, I was uh, definitely happy about, about that, so... Uh, NL gets the uh, win in the All-Star game. and Just in case you were wondering, the NL won that one 8 to nothing in 2012. Um, that was, uh, yeah, not uh, not great there. Six hits is all that the uh, AL could muster. Um, mm. Melky Cabrera had a homer for the NL. <laughs> and uh, Matt Cain was the winning pitcher. Justin Verlander nice. took the loss. Nice. Um, yeah, Tony La Russa managed the NL All-Star. Yeah. Came only the second manager to manage an All-Star game after uh, retiring. So, because he retired the year before. Mm-hmm. So, yep. he became the first manager to also win an All-Star game in both leagues. Mm, yeah. There you go. There you go. So, Bunch of ashtray man. The starters uh, in that All-Star game, in case you were wondering, uh, Melky Cabrera, Carlos Gonzalez, Ryan Braun, Joey Votto, Carlos Beltran for your Cardinals, Travis, as well as Buster Posey, Pablo Sandoval, Dan Ugla for the Braves, and Rafael for call for the Cardinals. Yeah, Rafi. Yeah, that was your your starting NL starting lineup that beat Derek Jeter, Robinson Cano, Josh Hamilton, Jose Batista, Brince Fielder, Adrian Beltre, David Ortiz, Mike Napoli, and Curtis Granderson. Very mm-hmm. stacked lineup there. Yeah, I don't know how they won, but mm-hmm. hey. At least it wasn't eight to nothing. That's true. So it was a uh, it was a close game. Yeah, I'll say that. Um, Lance Lynn also made the team for you, Travis. Yeah, we had a ton of all stars there. So David Freeze, yeah, Yadier, that was his Matt one, Holiday. one lone all star appearance. Hey, we had two representatives: Travis Starling Castro and Brian Lahare at first base. Wow, who? You're Star- right. Starling Castro. Yeah, his second. Nice. Uh, Shohei Otani had a couple of bad bats. He, uh, he struck out once and he walked another time as well. So, And, of course, didn't pitch. Do that blister mm-hmm. on his hand. So saving him for the second half. And we'll get to it later. Possibly we'll see if the Angels completely fall off a cliff and Maybe send Otani packing. We'll see. Yeah. By by the way, Brian LaHare, all-star in 2012, never played another game after October 2012 in the majors. Wow. He is currently the uh, manager of the high-A Dayton Dragons for the uh, Reds. 
Hmm. That's where his career went. But in 2019, he was named the Athletic Chicago's All-Decade Second Team. So, hmm. All-Decade Second Team in Chicago. All-Decade Team. How about that? Ugh. For one year. What a guy. For the All-Decade Team. He was the guy starting in front of Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. Didn't even didn't even realize that. Uh, yep. And yep. then Rizzo came and take the <laughs> Bye, job. Bye, Brian Lair. Yeah. With your 21 homers in your one year. Yeah. <laughs> never, never. Never to be seen again. Never to be seen again after Had that. to go to Fukuyaka to play with the Soft Bank Hawks. Mm. There you go. So, yeah, Brian Lair, go ahead. Brian Lair. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what you were, you were wanting to go with, so... Uh, Wrapped up that one for you, Travis. We can move on now. <laughs> Hell yeah. And uh, another thing and another yeah. uh, group of people that need to uh, move on and not live in the past and not live in the what ifs. That's Cardinal Nation out there. I, I had something that got me uh, perturbed okay. last night and during the All-Star Week festivities. Uh-huh. Uh, Cardinal Nation needs to let uh, Aldous Garcia and uh, Rosarina they need to let him go. I'm I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of saying, oh, this organization let two all-stars go. And then, you know, you have the all-star starter and Zach Galley, and he was also a part of the mm-hmm. uh, Cardinals organization. Stop it. We need to let it go. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, Alardis Garcia, <laughs> he was designated for assignment not only with the Cardinals but another organization mm-hmm. as well. Who knew he was going to be an all-star? Who said if he even stayed in the Cardinals organization, he would have been like this? Mm -hmm. Let it go. Mm -hmm. Let him go. Mm -hmm. And Rosarina? Okay. Yeah. He became an electric player. It happens. Yeah. And I know that it's a long list of these people that we missed on and a long list of people that are included in the uh, uh, Ozuna trade. That turned out to be something, including uh, Alcantara. Mm -hmm. But just let it go. How to getting brought up? I I I agree with you to a point, Travis. And here's what I'm going to say: Cardinal Nation has brought this on themselves because I can't tell you how many years I had to hear, "Oh, you guys traded Lou Brock to us. What a dumb trade that was." So every time that gets brought up, Travis, and you've brought it up on this show, talking about worst trades of all time. I got to say, you win some, you lose some. You can't gloat about winning the ones when you're not going to face the music when you lose the ones. I mean, that was a Hall of Famer, and the other guy that we got, that you got for him was yes. nothing. But at the time, he wasn't a Hall of Famer. He wasn't a Hall of Famer when we made that trade. No. Who's to say Randy Rosarina doesn't go on to be a Hall of Famer? Who's to say? I'm just saying, I understand your pain, but if you can't dish it out, if you can't take it, don't dish it out. Yeah. And the Cardinal fan base has been making fun of the Cubs for making dumb decisions for 45 years. <laughs> so yeah. you've made bad mistakes in the past five. For the first time in 20 years, Travis, you're going to be sellers at the trade deadline. First time in 20 years. Yeah. It's been one of the most miserable first halves in my yes. fandom. But again, for the first time in 20 years, <laughs> I would love that. Right. I go about three years where I'm not a seller. That's it. Yeah. The the poor Marlins, they go about 15 years. Mm-hmm. 
once every two decades, they get to not be sellers at the trade deadline. Maybe this yeah, year's the year. Maybe. The poor Orioles. Yeah, maybe this year add some pieces at the deadline, so, possibly. I, I understand you saying you need to get over it. But again, if you can't take it, don't dish it. And I just don't like the the what if living in the what if past. Like, oh yeah, what if what if I bought a lottery ticket the other day and won the lottery? What if I did this? What if I did that? You know, it, I agree. It's kind of like the people who are like, oh well, why didn't the uh, you know the you know the Blazers and and you know oh, per know. Per, you know not drafting Michael Jordan? Well, he wasn't what they were needing. Exactly. It's the same thing. You can't look at things and go, well, this was Tom Brady fell all the way. You know, the six quarterbacks taken in front of him. Yes, because at that point in time, he wasn't what a team was looking for. Yeah. Right. Sorry. You're going to have those. Yeah, you're going to have those hindsight. Yes. Hindsight's 20 to 20. So I, I agree with you. So, But I also disagree with you. Yeah, so I just need to, uh, just like what hopefully the Cardinals will do, and move on, yeah. and move on with other players, other people in the organization possibly, but for now, we'll move on from the uh, uh, disastrous uh, first half that uh, the Cardinals and other teams mm-hmm. had as well. Um, and then before we leave the All-Star festivities, the Home Run Derby, it happened. On Monday, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. ended up taking home the uh, title, joining his father as a home run derby champion. Slightly bigger purse. I heard Vladimir Guerrero Jr. got a million dollars for winning this derby. Not as much as Vlad Guerrero got when he won back in 2007. Not as many home runs as Vlad Jr. hit either. Yeah, we, we talked about uh, this off air, and I want to reiterate did, yeah. on this program right now: the home run derby is the slam dunk contest of the MLB. Mm. You have now Lewis Robert getting hurt; I couldn't know, be yeah. in the All Star <laughs> game. Wasn't even in the this game. is now going to start people to. We've already seen it, where in years past, and I think people forget this. Hitters said they didn't want to be part of the home run derby because they didn't want to adjust their swing for the rest of the year. And they'd be in the all-star game, they'd be in the home run derby, and then it would affect their second half of the season. This is this is the most overhyped thing in sports. Mm. Well, I think people, you uh, run a little bit too much into them. I don't. I... I as we talked about, Travis, how many home runs did Vlagero Jr. hit all night? Well, he had like 90 home runs. Yeah. What's the single season home run record? 73. <laughs> 70, if you want to say 70. We made such a huge deal about Aaron Judge hitting 62 last year and how, oh, it's a feat no one will accomplish. And, and when is the next time we're going to see this? Just tune into the home run derby. Everyone will hit 60 plus. You'll see home runs in one night. It's a dumb. <laughs> it, it's dumb. It's dumb. You want to make it challenging, Travis? Recreate Polo Grounds virtually and do it there. Oh, you, you want to see home runs? Uh, you're going to have 100 home runs. Those dimensions of that ballpark. Wasn't that the one that had the huge center field? Huge center field, but down the lines are I guess. not that deep. Make it a challenging thing. 
do something to where it's challenging. Uh, the 91 was he hit in 2019. Yes. Uh, the other night he hit 72. Yes, and he hit like 60, uh, like 40-something in the in a round or something. Uh, yeah, he, it was uh, Julio Rodriguez who hit 40. Yeah. Uh, he hit 41 in his first uh, round to knock out Pete Alonso. Again, uh, do something to make this challenging. Because... Um, I don't know. I want it to be a challenge. I don't want it to be 91 home runs. Yeah. It's kind of like having chocolate ice cream. You love chocolate ice cream. You're not eating 91 scoops of chocolate ice cream. You start hating it after a while. You might. No. There's no one who's eating 91 scoops of chocolate ice cream in one sitting. It's too much chocolate ice cream. There's never too much chocolate ice cream. There is. I don't think so. There can be such a thing as too much of a good thing. Hmm, I don't think so. This is too much of a good thing. Uh, because this is today's society, we got to complain about everything. And I know that last night people were complaining about the uniforms and go back to the t- uh, players wearing their team-specific uniforms. And on Monday night, I will say this, that it goes by too quick. Mm-hmm. They need to let the ball land. That's plain and simple. It goes by too quick, and you don't get to admire the home runs. You don't get to admire the distances or anything like that. I have no idea how long the longest ball was hit because we didn't have time to even really recognize it. And uh, I told you before about uh, Robert Jr. in the first round. All of a sudden, I looked up, and he's hit 10 home runs already. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's quick, and... They need to let the ball land. Um, I know it was controversy uh, years ago, but uh, they need to I, they need to let it land. I just you need to go back to the drawing board. You need to go back to the drawing board. Yeah, I'm not exactly sold on the whole go back to the ten outs thing. There, there's two things, Travis, to me that it took has like six hours killed the home run derby. I don't care if I'm there. That's what I'm there to see. I want to see the best hitters. Hitting home runs. Yeah. But not 91 of them. Not 75. Not 45 in a single round. Yeah. I'm I'm all right with that. It's too easy. We might as well put a T up there. These are batting Just practice pitches. put a pitches. T up there. They're batting practice pitches. It is easy. I, I disagree wholeheartedly. And I think I have figured out a way to make it better. What's that? You have the pitchers. Don't have batting practice pitchers. Have the AL pitch to the NL. And they get points for not having homers. Hmm. Like, let's, again, it's supposed to be a fun all-star event. Pitchers aren't getting spotlighted. Let's put some shine on the pitchers, too. They're already getting the rules taken away from them so that they don't matter anymore. That's how it's been forever. I know, but that doesn't mean it's right. What's something exciting that we could do to spotlight the pitchers? If you're telling me, Travis, that if an NL batter is up, let's say Ronald Acuna Jr. I know he wasn't in there this year, but let's say he was in there. And he's taking on Shohei Otani. And there's one point on the line. Either he gets a homer or Otani gets a strikeout. You get three pitches. That's it. Hmm. Point um, goes to the NL, point goes to the AL. 
it's more that has more of a risk of getting hurt, injured. There's two things that have killed the home run derby, as I was saying. It's the number of home runs. They don't feel special because you're seeing so many of them. Bombs don't matter anymore in a home run derby because you're seeing 250 in a night. And like you said, they're not being allowed to admire them. They're not being allowed to see how far they go. Nothing. Yeah, just take a second. That was part of the allure of the late 90s, early 2000 home run derbies. It wasn't just the amount. It was how far they went. Mm -hmm. The other thing, Travis, that has killed the home run derby, and I will say this. Chris Berman not being there. Chris Berman made the home run derby. Mm, He made it. it. And him not being there, no doubt. No disrespect to any of the broadcasters. Carl Ravitch, I think, does a great job. But he's not Chris Berman. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. And that specialness, because Chris Berman didn't do every game. Yeah. He was only brought out for the special events. Right. Carl Ravitch yeah, is like there. Yeah, he said he was pulled out to do Sports Center. Yeah. A few times a year, and yep. Home Run Derby was his assignment. Yeah. <laughs> makes it not special it makes it just a thing that everyone can skip yeah i'm not quite as as cynical on that as you are uh i don't think it's dead by any means i don't think that they've killed it i just it's getting there though it's it can use some tweaks it's it's would you not say travis that it is on a decline I would say, uh, of course, it is a little bit, yeah. but I don't think it's because of the amount of home runs that's hit. Travis, do you, we, we, we did on the show, Travis, that you and me both thoroughly enjoyed the Baconator. <laughs> yeah, we did. Would you like to eat 91 Baconators in a setting? <laughs> no. Okay, there you go. Too much of a good thing. But when I pay MLB prices to watch a home run derby, I'd like to see home runs, as many as home runs as possible. But allow me to appreciate the home runs that are hit. They don't want to because here's the problem. You can't appreciate the home runs. You talked about how, oh, with the 10 outs, it's going to take six hours or whatever. But if you appreciate every single of the 91 home runs that are hit, it's going to take six hours too. Yeah, but the 2015 was the first year that they switched to this timing format, and I thought that that worked, and I thought it was uh, perfect. Then they had four minutes per round of this. They only have three minutes per round and uh, 30 seconds of bonus time, no matter what, and a minute of bonus time if you hit two over 440. So think about it, Travis. They have cut down the time, and we're hitting more home runs. Right, because we're not allowing the ball to land, and it's just pitch, swing, pitch, swing, pitch, Mm -hmm. swing. That's why Mm -hmm. we're hitting so many. That's why you shouldn't have a timer. You just go with the outs. Yeah, I thought four minutes was perfect. I think ten outs is perfect. If you want to do five outs in the first couple of rounds, do five outs. Then in the finals, do ten. Yeah. I don't know. I think... It's not a perfect formula by any means, but it could use some tweaks. That's Lots all I'm of them. Um, Vlad Guerrero Jr., home run king for 
this year's All Star Game. Sure. Defeating a Randy Rosarina in the finals. It's easy to hit home runs when you're hitting beach balls. Well, that's what this the Derby is. That's what batting practice is. No, because again, back in the '90s and 2000s, Travis, when we were having home run derbies. They would miss occasionally. They wouldn't hit home runs every single swing. That's what yeah, made it they exciting. Because they were allowed to take 10 pitches mm-hmm. in between. Yes. And, you know, today's society with how they speed up the no, entire game. Yep. So, of course, i got to speed up everything Everything's else. it got to be quicker. Yeah. Can't, so. can't take time to admire anything. Yeah. That's that's what you do. Here today, gone tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, home run derbies uh, come and uh, gone. Then uh, also, I think another interesting tweak that MLB has done. I don't know. I don't really remember this back in the day, but they've uh, recently tried to make it a thing in the uh, All Star Weekend on that uh, Sunday. Uh, they tweaked when these events take place. I know that the Futures game always took place on uh, Sunday. Can't remember exactly when the uh, draft occurred, but it was in Seattle mm-hmm. uh, there, and they tried to align it with the All-Star game uh, there. And wanted to mention the uh, draft because we had a uh, selection in the second round, 44th overall pick. Yes. Muhammad Seymour's Blake Walters goes to the Kansas City I like Royals. It. I mean, I don't like where he's going. but 44th pick. Second round. That's great. That's, I just wish it wasn't Kansas City. Yeah. Maybe would have a better situation with the the Royals. And, but, hey, that's pretty cool that uh, the Apollo Conference and uh, FEM just this season facing off against uh, a second-round draft pick in nice. the draft. Yep. That was uh, nice, and it was nice to see his uh, reactions to getting selected and had a big party. Uh, there in Muhammad uh, for him and celebrating with the community was pretty cool uh, to see there. So 44th overall selection to Muhammad Seymour's Blake Walters uh, there, the pitcher, outstanding pitcher there for the uh, Bulldogs. So really high draft pick, which was really cool uh, to see uh, there. So, uh, all right, that's it. That is it from the All-Star Game and All-Star Game uh, festivities, All-Star Weekend come and uh, gone, and now it's official. Uh, we can turn the page because the ESPYs are on tonight. The uh, second half will begin uh, shortly. Everybody taking today and tomorrow off, and uh, we'll get underway this weekend with the uh, second half of Major League Baseball. Uh, here in the uh, playoffs, can really start to the playoff push for baseball can intensify there, and of course the intense uh, talks will intensify with buyers, sellers, oh, yeah. and the uh, trade deadline uh, coming up in the beginning of August. And uh, the uh, Cardinals they will start off with Washington in uh, St. Louis to begin the uh, second half uh, there. So. Uh, Cardinals, Nationals picking up on uh, Friday. As we are recording here now, I don't see anyone that has been named a starter uh, yet for who's going to open the season. Nope, they still haven't announced the starter yet. Mm. So, But Washington, it's a soft open yeah. for the Cardinals. Yeah, see if you can, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what you're playing for right now, Travis. Really don't. 
Um, I thought I had stuff on that Cardinals. 11 and a half back. Yep, 11 and a half back. Starting off with Washington and then uh, Miami for a series after that. And then we go to uh, Chicago for four against the uh, Cubs. And then uh, to close out July, we got Arizona and uh, the Cubs come to St. Louis to finish off the month of July. And I really think that that uh, first Chicago series, July 21st through the 23rd, uh, is the series that I'm looking at to really see what Cardinal team shows up before and after uh, that series. Because I think definitely the Arizona series, the team could look a lot differently from when we face them in Wrigley, mm-hmm. when we face them in St. Louis uh, there. And then we begin August against Minnesota to start off there. Yep. So um, very interested to see uh, with the Cardinals and August 1st. who they'll ship off uh, before the August 1st deadline yep. uh, there. So uh, we'll be monitoring monitoring in that situation closely. Do you like waiting till August 1st, Travis, or would you rather, if they're going to make moves, make them early so you can start building chemistry with the new team? I mean, I don't know how many people are going to be around for our next season to build chemistry for so. Well, you got to finish out this year. I know, but I'd rather not wait. I'd rather, if you're going to make moves, yeah. get them done so as early trade as you Paul can. Goldschmidt, you'd rather it was today. <laughs> yes. Tear the Band-Aid off. Let's just get Let's just going. rip it off. Yep. Rip I'm it the off same now. way. I, you know, we had the, the unenviable position, if you remember a couple of years ago, where we were live on the air when the Cubs were, <laughs> were wheeling and dealing that day. Yeah. And just the stress of me sitting here mm-hmm. every five seconds trying to update. I wish they would have just done it casually throughout the month instead of waiting all till the last day. But you got, I understand why you have to wait. Yeah. Because you, you probably get more desperate teams, better offers that final day. Yeah. Deals trying to work out the perfect yep. one. Yep. Or taking the. Best one that comes along. What can you get? What can you get? What can you give me? What can you give me? <laughs> so we'll uh, wait to see what uh, Washington yep. uh, brings to town uh, this weekend there at uh, Bush Stadium. Uh, the uh, Padres, uh, they'll start off in uh, Philadelphia, of course. The uh, Padres, can they climb back into it? They're eight and a half games out of the West and in fourth place, and they're six out of the wild card. And they start off with four games with the uh, Phillies. Mm-hmm. And, and then they're at Toronto for a series. They're at Detroit. And then they finally return home with a series with uh, Pittsburgh and close out the month with a series with Texas. So we'll see if San Diego can climb back in it. They do have two soft series there with Detroit and Pittsburgh. Yeah, but the rest of it's really tough. Yeah, I think by the time you get to the last week of July, Travis, if you are – out five plus, you're a seller of the wild card. Mm-hmm. So, like right now, I would have San Diego as sellers. I'd have the Cubs and the Mets as sellers. Yeah. Uh, in the AL, I would have the Tigers, White Sox, Royals, and A's. Like, yeah, I know the White Sox should, should be. Yeah, the the White Sox should be. They're twelve and a half out of the wild card. The Tigers are ten out of the wild card. You're not making that up. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who the Tigers really would have available for yeah. people to trade for. So, Javi Baez. Well, yeah, of yeah. course. I would also, 
I'm I'm gonna break my own rule, Travis. I said, you know, if you're within five, there's still a good chance. Mm-hmm. The only exception to that rule this year is the Angels. Mm. The Angels are five out right now. They've lost five in a row. They're five out of the wild card. They're dealing with injuries. I think they're going to be sellers. Mm. Did they make the biggest move of all? That sell the is biggest the piece. Question. I think the organization says that they're good. They're not going to trade them. So what they're saying right now? De La Cruz for Otani. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Are you picking up that phone? <laughs> You're no. the Angels? No. I mean, in the Reds, I don't know if I would make that move. <laughs> for half a year? <laughs> yeah, exactly. For a half year for uh, De La Cruz for a long here's, time. Here's the thing. I don't want to make anyone panic, okay? But if there's three teams, Travis, we know at the trade deadline, if they're out of it, they like to make splashes. Mm-hmm. And those are the Yankees, yeah, the Red Sox, and the Mets. Mm-hmm. All have deep pockets. Yeah, Mets yeah. might might be too out of it though. They're only seven out. Mm. I think they're sellers more than anything. <sighs> See, in my theory, I would say seven out. Yes, you you would be a seller. However, seven out, six games below five hundred. And the second half of their schedule, they start out with the Dodgers, but then they have the White Sox, Boston, Yankees, and then the Mets and Royals. Royals start August. So you have some winnable series there. You also have a series with the Cubs coming up, the Pirates, the Cardinals, um, the Angels. So, Travis, if you are one of those three teams – do you try and swing a deal for Otani? Because I think there's a chance you get him in the clubhouse now and you could sign him. Mm. Right? I mean, yeah, there's always that possibility. You get him in the clubhouse now. Over. He likes the atmosphere, says he wants to play for a winner. We've heard that. Yeah, apparently he likes Seattle too. Yeah, but they're not they consistent. They chained, we want Otani or come to Seattle is what they were they're saying. They're not consistent enough. <laughs> Unfortunately not, no. But they might have just deep enough pockets Again, to swing him next I'm season. I'm not saying Homer, but I'm still saying the Cubs. <laughs> they got deep pockets, and the NL Central, Travis, is a trash division. It is. You can win it and make the playoffs every year. It is. <sighs> it's the easiest division to win in baseball because it is so garbage. It in the AL it Central. Pretty, yeah, both Centrals aren't great. I think the the Mets will know exactly where they are when they get to that Subway Series with the Yankees, yeah. July twenty fifth, twenty sixth. Whether they're uh, going to sell off people, yeah, uh, they're right not. on the brink. So I would expect the Yankees to be some big players yes. in the deadline. I know Jeter on the desk the other night with Fox wanted them to swing a deal for Soto, possibly mm. with uh, talking about San Diego. Right, right, right. Um, Philadelphia, you know, they're within striking distance. They're five out, or they're only half game out of the uh, wild card. And they got four games with San Diego here to open up the second half. They also got series with Milwaukee, Cleveland, uh, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh there. And uh, then they uh, start off August with four games with Miami. And then uh, from that point on in August, stuff gets, uh, series gets a lot easier. They got seven games with the Nationals in August, and they also got Minnesota and 
we'll see what uh, the Cardinals will be trying out there by the time we get to that August series with uh, Phillies. So mm-hmm. I would expect the Phillies to, to potentially make some moves to get them over the hump. They are not that far out of the wild card uh, there. So let's see what Philadelphia uh, does there. Uh, San Francisco, uh, they're starting off with uh, Pittsburgh and uh, San Francisco. They're currently in the line with the wild card uh, right now. Uh, after this series, they got four with the Reds. Then they got series with Washington, a random makeup game with Detroit. And then they got two with Oakland and a series with Boston to close out July. So they have a pretty soft schedule to open up uh, besides the Reds. Uh, there. August gets really tough, though. With the Diamondbacks, we'll see what the Angels look like. But uh, you also got Texas and Tampa and two series with Atlanta, Philadelphia, and Cincinnati. So that's a murderer's row potentially in August for the uh, Giants. And we know where, where Pittsburgh is. The only team they're better than in the Central is the Cardinals. Uh, the uh, Diamondbacks against the uh, Blue Jays, Arizona, they got a tough start. Uh, to the series. They got the Braves after this. Uh, then they're at Cincinnati. We'll see where or St. Louis is by the time they score off with them. They also got the Mariners in the end of July. And that's really where I'm looking at. At the end of this month, the Diamondbacks currently, uh, they're with uh, pretty much a deadlock in the West right now to start off the second half with the Dodgers. Uh, we'll see if they can keep it going here for the final two months and Potentially, we'll see if they want to make some moves or not, uh, or if they'll just want to stay put with the young guys that they got there. Um, but they uh tough series to start off with Toronto and then getting the Braves right after that. So tough out of the gate. Uh, Toronto is also in the second wild card spot. Uh, after the series with Arizona, they got three against San Diego, and they're at Seattle, and then they're at the Dodgers t- in July with the Angels as well. Uh, end of August, the schedule gets a little lighter. They got series with Washington, Colorado, Oakland, and Kansas City, and the Red Sox as well. Uh, they do end the season tough, though, with uh, home and home series with the Yankees and Rays to close out the year. So we'll see if the Blue Jays can hang on to their second wild card spot there. We just talked about the Mets matching up with the Dodgers to start off the uh, second half. Uh, Brewers are matching up with the uh, Reds to get it started uh, for the second half. We'll see if Cincy can be for real, if they can hang on to this thing. Uh, The uh, Braves, of course, they were red hot. Uh, They're late and in the month of June and this month to start it off. They've got like a 26-game homer streak. Uh, there for them, and they're starting off with a series with the White Sox. So, pretty a uh, soft uh, opening series for Atlanta. Well, we'll see if they keep it going. Uh, the uh, Cubbies they start off the uh, second half with the Red Sox to begin things off on a Friday. Uh, then they got Washington, and then the four games with uh, St. Louis, like I mentioned, and they got two uh, games with the. Uh, opposing White Sox, and they got four more with uh, St. Louis after that. And then they start off the month of August with four with the Reds and Atlanta as well to start off the second half of the year for Chicago. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what they do. 
Guardians, uh, they're right there in the AL Central. Uh, but they're in second place right now to start off the second half. They're against the uh, Rangers. We'll see if the Rangers can keep it going. Uh, they got uh, the series with Cleveland, but then they got two tough series back-to-back here to start off the second half of the year. Three with the Rays and three with the Dodgers. And they're at Houston after that. And then they close out with the San Diego uh, the month. And then the, the middle of August, they also got a Milwaukee uh, there, you know, I'm looking at Texas to potentially add some pieces if they want to to their uh, great first half that they had. AL West leading Rangers uh, right now, and I think by the middle of August will be the litmus test to see if they can uh, where they're at in the standings, see if they're still up at the top, uh, and see if they can still hang on to this uh, thing by. Uh, beating the Astros, they're up two games on Houston mm-hmm. uh, right now, and Rangers have just been uh, great, and they had all those All Stars uh, out there that they were talking about on the uh, broadcast, and uh, they're doing this all without Degrom as well. Right, I think that's the big thing for them. Uh, Tampa, they uh, start off with uh, Kansas City to start off the uh, second half. Uh, the uh, Yankees, they're currently one game out of the wild card right now. Uh, then they're at the Angels, and then they're uh, against the Royals. And then that two-game Subway Series with the Mets. And they're at Baltimore, three with Tampa, and four with Houston to start off the second half for the uh, Yankees. And they're already doing what good organizations do and making some changes. And they uh, got rid of their hitting coach. So they're ready for the second half to start with a new coach. Stuff isn't going right. You make some moves. That's what New York did. Uh, Houston starting off with the uh, Angels. Uh, we talked extensively about the uh, Angels. Five out of the wild card. Seven out in the uh, West. And uh, uh, we'll see where it is at the end of the month at Toronto. Uh, that's the last series before the deadline hits. And we'll see if uh, Otani is with the Angels at that point when they start off the month of August with Atlanta. Um, and then the Astros start off with uh, the Angels series, and then they'll uh, have two with Colorado, four with Oakland, and then that uh, big series with uh, Texas after that. And they also got Tampa and Cleveland with a few series after that. The Twins, they got a soft schedule to start off the second half is what I put down here. They got three to start off with Oakland, and they got four with uh, Seattle, three with the White Sox, and White Sox will be sellers. Uh, so that'll be easy. Three more with uh, Seattle, and then they close out July with three with the Royals, and then they start off with uh, St. Louis at the beginning of August, and we'll know what the Cardinals will look like uh, there. But the one thing that I also noted here, uh, Minnesota and Cleveland, a tight race for that AL Central, for better or worse, mostly worse, uh, because of their records. But uh, with the way that the schedule works out, and this is one of the bad things about it. They only have six more games with Cleveland in the second half. Mm-hmm. So the teams that are one and two right there in the division only got six more games with each other. And it'll be a home-and-home home series uh, to finish up with the Twins and Guardians. So bummer. But that's all we got. And we also got the Tigers and the Mariners as well to open up the second half as well 
And I don't know if I mentioned it, but Marlins Orioles starting off the second half as well. So mm-hmm. uh, Miami doing good things with Skip Schumacher. They're currently in position in the wild card, of course. Uh, we'll see what Luis Arise does in the second half. Had a couple hits in the All-Star game and uh, his quest for potential 400 uh, starts against Baltimore uh, on Friday. So there you go. Second half, getting underway this this uh, this weekend, mm-hmm. and already starting to look towards football. Yep, for the Cardinal fans. Yep, out there now. So second half, hopefully we'll go by quick. Speaking of football, I just on their website released uh, football schedules. <laughs> I did see that. So. I did see that. It's time to start getting locked in. Getting ready. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know the high school season starts when IHSA updates their yes. website. Yes, you know it's important. They're on top IHSA. of it. I know they are. Well, to be fair, they didn't give a date of when they were gonna release the schedules. So, of course, they're on top of it when you don't release when you're actually doing something. Yeah, I guess that's true. But uh, I wasn't anticipating it until the beginning of August. Nope, we're good. So we got them already. All awesome. Right. What you got next? Uh, well, I got some uh, NBA and okay. some random news and notes before we get to NASCAR. All right. Um, NBA, like we mentioned, Summer League, uh, Wimbiama getting shut down there with mm-hmm. the uh, only second game in the Summer League. Uh, but they also approved some rule changes at the start of next season for the NBA. And uh, one of them, I'm sure LeBron James is not a big fan of. So hopefully uh, the LeBron James era coming to a close. I mean, how many more years do they have left? Right. But uh, what I'm talking about there is they're going to crack down on flopping. Yes. And they're going to pose a non-unsportsmanlike technical foul Mm -hmm. on the flopper. And also the opposing team will get a free throw out of flopping. Mm. So LeBron and others. Yeah. I have to knock it off. Yep. It's a good thing. It is a good thing. Definitely like that. The the other um, rule change I saw was uh, coaches challenged. Mm-hmm. Being. Yeah, the uh, a second coaches challenge will be awarded if the mm-hmm. first one is successful. And a lot of people have been uh, a proponent of that. Yeah, yeah. So, speaking of LeBron, Travis, and you mentioned how many more years. Did you see that a mock draft came out for the NBA? I saw one of the first ones. Did you see where a certain son of the king is going? Mm-hmm. Atlanta. Oh, the, the second one I saw. Oh, there's a second one? Yes. I didn't see the second one. Miami. Ooh. <laughs> Could be a return to South Beach. Does he return Does he return back to Miami with his son to help Jimmy Butler finally <laughs> win a title? <laughs> I mean, I think so. Let's do it. I think so. Let's do it. Uh, wherever Bronny is going, LeBron he's not going to go. Atlanta though. Travis, that's the thing. Like, br- if Bronny goes to a team that is not in a big enough market for LeBron James, he will not go there. Nah. But Miami, absolutely, he'll go well, back to yeah. Miami. He'll wear the he'll wear those whiteout jerseys with pride. Sure. And D Wade would welcome him back. I'm sure they would. Pat Riley and him. It's all. It all matches up, Travis. It's all right there. Miami doesn't even need LeBron though. Because 
They, they're the hotbed in sports. You don't need them, no, but you haven't won a title without him. Oh, yeah. So. You'd also say they haven't won a title without Dwayne Wade. Well, so. that is true. So. He's too busy with the cube. I guess so, hosting hosting that. Yeah. <laughs> I also, uh, before we move on from NBA, Travis. Mm-hmm. So, did you see the other news about the Spurs? No. Pop has signed a five-year extension. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I thought he was retiring, right? Isn't that what we talked nope. about? Changing of the guard. You got this new face of the franchise. That, nope, Pop's like signing me up for five more years. Five more years. That's uh, right. <laughs> yep, tail end of his career. Nope. Could have bowed out gracefully. Nope. Mm-mm. You got to stay here and develop, Wimby. Develop him, yes. Get a team around him. All right, I'll stay for a couple more years. No, no we want five. Want five from you, Pop. You're gonna five. Be sixty-five this year. You're gonna coach oh till you're ninety-five. Oh my goodness. Uh, when is enough gonna be enough? Hopefully soon for Pop. Five more years. Give him a break. He's tired. But five more years. I guess. <laughs> so um, what happens when you lost Becky Hammond? Now you gotta keep coaching. I guess so. Steve Kirk, gotta keep coaching. <laughs> yep. Yep, and here we are. Here we are. Still coaching. Greg Popovich. <laughs> Five more years. Yep. So you're ready for that. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh I saw that today was announced official, made official. We figured that this was gonna happen. Uh the Jets yes. are on tab for hard knocks. All right. So Aaron Rodgers will be pleased. Yep, Aaron Rodgers and the crew be followed around by the cameras yep. for Hard Knocks. Yep. So that was uh, made official. And I also saw over the uh, weekend or towards the end of last week uh, the success of uh, Netflix's series with golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing a Netflix series on quarterback, the quarterbacks. I know Kirk Cousins. Saw was one of the big ones. I don't know if they have any more besides Cousins and uh, Patrick Mahomes, but those are the two that I saw that looked pretty good. So I'll have to check that out uh, when it drops. By the way, uh, Pop, five-year, $80 million becomes the most paid, highest-paid coach in NBA. Oh, nice. What have you done for me lately? Oh, you, five more years? Five years. You're going to pay me how much? Yeah. How All much? right, where do I All sign? Right, where do I sign? <laughs> where do I Let's sign? Sign, up. sign me up. Absolutely. I got the next LeBron? Sure, let's do it. Exactly. Pop. Let's go for it. Yeah. That's exactly uh, what they did. All right. So, uh, ESPYs. Yeah. I have not heard very much about the ESPYs at all this year. I heard today when I was sitting in here uh, listening to ESPN Radio, they were talking about it. Of course, they're amping up their coverage yep. and amping up the Jimmy Valvano yep. uh, speech, that little special uh, that they're going to have, I think, an hour before the ESPYs mm-hmm. uh, get underway. They're going to chronicle uh, just his speech in general. And I didn't really, I've heard the stories from Dick Vitale about just how much pain he was in uh, that day mm-hmm. and just, just get me on stage. Yep. So yep. that special looks awesome. I'll definitely be checking that out uh, before the actual show. Thought this was a big deal. Yeah. No host, yeah. I guess. Yeah. 
Pat McAfee, maybe. It's slowly gone downhill, much like everything else ESPN touches. Yeah. Um, it's a shame. It is. Now, I can't even get my stuff to we're, load. We're not going to go through every category, but there was a couple I wanted to spotlight and tell you if this person does not win, Travis, it's a tragedy. Travis, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Best driver category if Max Verstappen from F1 does not win, it's a tragedy. Oh, yeah. Because they've been dominating. I think that I voted for him. Best record-breaking performance if it's not LeBron James passing Kareem, it's a tragedy. I think it will. It, yeah, it, it, it will. should be, without a doubt. Best play if it's not Justin Jefferson with the catch. There's an issue. Hmm. What's the other nominees? Uh, Michael Blockhole in one. Ali Lemos with a perfect corner to tie the national championship game. And Trinity Thomas with a perfect 10 tying the NCAA record. Hmm. It's going to win because it's NFL, right? Are we honest? Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. If mm-hmm. the Oklahoma Sooners women's college bas- uh, softball team does not win best team, Travis, there's a tragedy. <laughs> Who's the other nominees? Everyone who won a title. So the Nuggets, Georgia Bulldogs, Chiefs, Aces, Tigers for women's basketball, and the Golden Knights. Hmm. If it's not the Sooners for softball, there's a problem. But they had a 53-game win streak. That mm-hmm. is the best team in sports. Yeah, but it won't be. But it won't be. I know. That's why these are dumb. <laughs> best breakthrough af- athlete, I'll be okay with two. You ready for the two I'll be okay with? Mm-hmm. Caitlin Clark. And Brock Purdy. Those are the only two I will accept for best breakthrough athlete. Uh, I bet it'll be Angel Reese. I will only accept Clark or Purdy. <laughs> Purdy more so. He was Mr. Irrelevant. He was. It was a nice it was a nice story. And comeback athlete, if it is not Jamal Murray, there's a problem. Yeah, I think I think that one should be should be should good. be a lock. Mm-hmm. So those are the only ones I want to talk about. The rest, I really don't care. And I hate the best athlete. That is, you can't compare athletes, best male athlete, Jokic, Judge, Mahomes, or Messi. Aaron Judge hits homers. That's not an athlete. Mm. I'm not saying he's not an athlete, but I would put, as far as athletic ability, a gymnast or a swimmer or a triathlon above a baseball player. Yeah. Eh, it's hard to hit baseballs. It is, but we're talking athlete, not best baseball player. Yeah. They need to re and I say this every year, so I'm not getting into it again. Yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes will win that. Probably. It's just because it NFL. should be messy. Yeah, messy. He's on the ground. He is. He's in the States. Yep. Maybe he'll be at the SPs tonight. They're gonna introduce him. Uh soon. Yep. Alrighty. He's in, he's in the U.S. He's in Miami. He's yeah. in his new home. He's, he's not chilling. in L.A. He's chilling. Yeah, he could go to he could go to L.A. Travis. Nah. All right. What you got? Uh, let's see here. The only thing uh, the only things I have left are the this date in sports history and NASCAR. Okay. Before we get to those, I have some college basketball. Mm-hmm. Because Travis, it's never too early. Joe Lenardi has us as a five seed in bracketology. <laughs> So yeah, there you go. Get ready. Five seed, taking on the 12 seed Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. Uh, our four seed would be Arkansas, three seed Gonzaga, two seed Creighton, and the one Kansas. That's the overall number one. Yeah. So that's that's where we are at. Yeah, um, that's surprised. And then I also wanted to point out, and I can't believe we never mentioned this, and I'm really mad at myself for not bringing this up and holding you accountable, Travis. Oh. How excited are you? 
or the Jimmy V Classic? Uh, does it involve Illinois? It does. Oh. I... They're going to be taking on Florida Atlantic. Yeah. The, the team Travis says it shouldn't be there is not good. They're yeah. absolutely awful. Yeah. Worst team ever. Yeah, why are they even here? Now you're going to see them beat Illinois. No, we're going to blow them out by 30. Oh, we're going to have a bet. <laughs> we are okay. going to have, and I don't bet. I am betting on this one. Okay. Because I have no faith in this Illinois team. All right. So we'll as we get closer, we'll figure out something, but there will be a bet on this. Yeah, I like that. Alrighty. I'll ride with my line. Oh, that's fine for you. Um, sports history, real quick. July 10th, 1999, Brandy Chastain kicked the uh, game winner in the World Cup. That famous uh, moment. That the famous one? Yep, the famous one. Uh, July 10th, 2010, Chris Bosh was traded to the Raptors to the Heat to uh, create the big three there. So there is that. Um, July 11th, 2001, the Capitals acquired Yamir Yager from the Penguins. Um, July 12th, Travis, today, 1979, it was Disco Demolition Night. Ooh, in nice. Comiskey. Yes, yes, that infamous, infamous promotion. Not good. <laughs> not good. I mean, yeah, it, it was it was something. It was it, a history making. It was something. Yes. Uh, July fourteenth, nineteen seventy. Pete Rose barreled over Ray Fossey in the twelfth inning of the All Star Game. Mm-hmm. Uh, July fourteenth, two thousand four. Shaq is traded from the Lakers to the Heat, ending Shaq and Kobe era. Yeah. Uh, July 15th, uh, 1996, Calrican Jr. moved to third base, ending his streak of 2,216 consecutive games at shortstop. Mm. Um, 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 2010, uh, July 15th, 2010, 21-year-old Rory McIlroy burst onto the international scene with a nine-under in the opening round of the Open Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, July 16th, 1941, Joe DiMaggio hit in his MLB record 56 straight games. Nice. And finally, July 16th, 2013, Mariano Rivera named the All-Star Game MVP in his final All-Star Game as the AL beat the NL. In true Rivera fashion, he delivered a 1-2-3 inning. Yep. Came in with Inner Sandman. Yep. For the final time of the All-Star Game. It was nice. All right. NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, it rained, kind of ruined it. Yeah, back-to-back weeks. Yeah, it was we a great race, and I've seen a lot of people shortened. saying the only reason it was so good is because they knew the rain was coming. So that meant they had to be intense driving because you never knew when the race was going to be called. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason that race was good, because if it wasn't that, there would have been a lot of riding around like we've seen at other restrictor plate races. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll agree with that. William Byron got the win because of the rain after he spun out earlier. There was no big crashes like you would have think. There was some daring moves, though. I was watching part of that race, and I was just like, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, I definitely saw that. And, I mean, we say it all the time about, you know, you go to a sporting event, you start to get more locked in. And ever mm-hmm. since I went to the race in St. Louis, I've been locked in on yeah. NASCAR every week, not just for our pick but been locked in and watched the race and there was a lot of daring moves mm-hmm. and i thought it was it was good now came out today travis um the drivers that are eligible for the nascar hall of fame next year to be voted on Ooh. now august 2nd is when they're doing this vote this vote will be voted on by a panel 
Um, 61 person panel. Uh, Joey Logano will be added to that panel. The 62nd vote goes to the winners of a NASCAR.com fan vote. And here is why this year stinks if you are currently on the ballot, Travis, because they're only adding two new people to the ballot. Uh, okay? Mm-hmm. So here's who's currently on the ballot. Neil Bonnet, Tim Brewer, Jeff Burton, who we know from being an analyst, Carl Edwards, Tra- Travis, uh, you know Carl Edwards, yeah. Harry Gant, Ricky Rudd. Those are the guys who are currently on the ballot. You know the two guys they're adding? Nope. Chad Knauss and Jimmy Johnson. Mm. You're only electing two guys from this ballot to make the Hall of Fame. Gee, I wonder, I wonder. who it will be. <laughs> I wonder. So, it'll be Chad Knauss and Jimmy Johnson. Seven-time championship winning crew chief. Seven-time championship winning driver. They're going to get elected. Probably so. so just point that out. All right, <laughs> Probably pick a em. slam dunk. Pick them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with Justin Haley. Travis went with Ross Chastain. Ross was involved in an accident, finished 35th. Justin Haley finished 8th. So that is a win for me. Uh, that makes it 14-11 to 11 as we close in on the playoffs. We just have uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 weeks left. This week we're in New Hampshire. This is what I'm going to say, Travis. If you have anything else going on this weekend, go do it. Do not watch this race. This is going to be I, – I hate New Hampshire. It's my least favorite track on the schedule. Can't stand it. It's boring. It's flat. It's dull. It's like Martinsville, only bigger, which makes it boringer. Because they use, still use the short tracks, and there's a threat of rain. Rain. So they're already bringing rain tires for the weekend. So oh, nice. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna pick Ryan Priest. Ryan Priest. Yep. He won a lot of modified races there. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting to the point to where I'm running out of actual drivers. So, <laughs> Ryan Priest, why not? Ryan Priest hasn't why been not? good this year. Hasn't had a lot of speed. Oh, also, it was announced yesterday. Bush Beer is moving from Kevin Harvick to Ross Chastain. So, as they put in their Twitter announcement, where they announced that they're going to be sponsoring Ross Chastain next year, get ready to smash a lot of Bush and a lot of watermelon. Could be having some watermelon Bush. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Travis is thinking caps on. <laughs> he likes that idea. Might be, a, might be a Ross fan. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Ryan uh, Priest for me. Travis, who you got? Ryan Priest. All right. So, uh, man, I'm not going to step out too much here. Um, I will go. I'm going to go with uh, Harrison Burton. All righty. Both of us going with four drivers who have not performed this year. Uh, maybe this is this is it. This is the week. Combined this year, Travis, these two have one top ten this year, and it went to Harrison Burton. Ah, so you you're go. ahead of me on that one. There you go. So might sprinkle some entertainment on that. Yeah, there you go. But alrighty, sounds good. Harrison Burton. There you go. Make sure I mark them off the list so yes. I don't take them again. <laughs> uh, New Hampshire. All right. So uh, that will do it here uh, for us for another week. So we'll be uh, back next week to recap everything that happened in the world of sports and recap everything that happened in uh, NASCAR. As we get closer and closer to uh, football season, saw that on SportsCenter today. 50 days until college football comes back. So get ready for that. 
All right, so uh, thanks for sticking out with us here today, and uh, thanks for listening, and thanks for downloading. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. Peace.